This is Switchboard. Celebrating success. Welcome to Switchboard, Varsity's podcast on Cam FM, where each week we interview interesting people around Cambridge to tell their stories. I'm Raphael Corbe Hoffman, and this week we spoke to members of Mayball committees at four different colleges around Cambridge to give you an insight into how these grand events are organised each year to give Cambridge students a celebratory time during May week following the end of their exams. First up, I spoke to Catherine Clark, president of the Clare Mayball committee. I started off by asking about the challenges involved in coming up with a theme. Theme name, that was a challenge. <laughs> so, um, so there's a Mayball Presidents Committee, so all the presidents from the different Mayballs have a committee as well, where we meet up and discuss things. And one of the things we obviously discuss is theme names and clashes, except no one ever says what their name is. It's all done sort of in the secret. So we all have to fill in like a Goog- an online kind of Google form <laughs> that the chair of that committee then sort of goes through and like decides whether they, they think that any of the names are too similar or something. And then they'll just sort of take the present side and say like, oh, you know, this college has also got a similar name. And... um and this year they've been ended up with a few similar names. We had to change our name very last minute, which was a bit stressful. Um, was, it, as well. was, it, was there a clash with? Yeah, well, oh. all, well, I mean, so then you know what all the themes are. So we're planetarium. There's Aurora's Jesus, and King's is um, Moving Sorry. Spheres, something. And so there's a lot of kind of similar ballpark. Yeah. So it was a bit. That was a bit stressful as no as well, but you kind of you kind of just go along with the fact that actually a lot of the not many people like most guests will probably just either go to your ball or something like not many people will be going to all these different ones, and no one's really going to complain like, "Oh, it was too similar." Do you consider the fact that they're going to be journalists from the Daily Mail hiding in the bushes when you're <laughs> when you're picking the name and well, the thing yeah, so I mean, I think kind of especially more recently in the last few years, people have become a lot more aware of, um, like, cultural appropriation and things, and people it's much more in people's minds, so that is definitely something we think about when we're trying to choose a name. And some things that people... Some theme names that have been used in the past, you wouldn't use again. <laughs> uh, they, they're not appropriate. Some people would feel uncomfortable. Like, you'd, you don't want to... You don't want to be misrepresenting anyone. Um, and so that was definitely considered... Um, yeah, definitely. And I think maybe that's potentially why a lot of people have gone for a spacey theme because it's quite um, it's quite neutral in the sense that, yeah, it, it's, it's safe, I guess. Um, that being... I mean, there's always a bit of a worry about national newspapers. So um, things like... Um, There'll always be Daily Mail photographers walking, like, the mornings after ball, taking photographs of students and things. I mean, you see that every year, so there's not really much you can do about that. The council this year have put a big emphasis 
on noise. Um, so every college will have often have sort of a production external production company coming in who do all the will do a lot of the um, sound system and the lighting system and things. Um, and so they will be monitoring sound levels. But as well as that, we'll have a member of our committee, so our production officer will also be independently monitoring the sound levels. Um, and there's a lot of talk. So even two days... No, yesterday there was a meeting in the council chamber at the Guilds Hall about noise levels and Mabel's, and every Mabel will had a person represent, a representative at that meeting. Have you heard of any particularly kind of audacious breaking stories, like at other balls, not necessarily at Claire? I think a lot of the time it won't necessarily be people trying to break in, but it might be people trying to stay when they should have left. So like if they, people come in as an act or something um, and they haven't paid for a ticket, um, you have to ensure that that act does leave. And we'll have a, people escorting them out and check in and check out, do you know what I mean? But whilst I think... Um, so a lot of the time people will try and sort of just hang around and see if they can just get away with staying yeah it's it's obviously it's very difficult because there's so many people to get you can't keep track of every single person so yeah it is a, it is a bit difficult um, but the security team are very experienced they've been doing Clemé Ball for years so they probably know their roots in and out of college better than I do so, <laughs> yeah. so how many Clemé Balls have you been to? yourself so i'm a fourth year i'm a fourth year earth scientist um and so i've been every year so i've been to three claire maples yeah there any kind of particular highlights or kind of memorable things that have happened at any of the ones you've been at claire or, or at other colleges the year before i joined claire maple the, the theme was primordial and they managed to commission an artist to make this sort of um sculpture this dinosaur sculpture sort of like a skeleton um which was used at the ball, and then afterwards, it's now, I don't know if you've ever been to the Downing site, it's outside the Earth Sciences Department. Oh, uh, I think I know. That yeah. dinosaur, yeah. so that was the Claire Ball centrepiece in 2014, wow. and it's yeah. now outside the Cedric Museum. It's called Claire. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where that dinosaur came from. And then just things like, um, oh, I don't know, every year... Every year there's always been... In my first year, they even had... Um, they had... Um, I didn't actually get to see them because the queue was too long, but I think they had owls in the Great Hall and things like that. Wow. Yeah. And last year... Last year was quite fun because they had lots of sort of very different things that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So like there was life drawing, which I thought was really good fun. They had laughter yoga. I didn't go to that, but apparently it was good fun as well and virtual reality and things so lots of kind of wow. yeah. every year you've got to it's, it's, it's always a struggle because every year you've got to try and make it different from the last you know what I mean so it's just trying to find those new activities that was Catherine Clark speaking to me at Clare College earlier this week I also visited Trinity College where I spoke to Neil Cunningham president of the Trinity Maybell committee and Fiona Garahan food officer I asked first of all how high-profile balls such as St John's, de- such as Trinity, sorry, deal with the inevitable break-in attempts. I've heard stories of people like swimming up the river, like with like a change of clothes, like in a waterproof bag, so they could like come out dripping and then yeah. like get changed and afterwards. But we were in a tight ship, okay. so <laughs> nobody's getting in no matter which way they try. Um, yeah, so we put up all the hair sensing yesterday. 
it's called like it's unclimbable fencing is what they tell us it is. So um, we've got that. Yeah, then obviously we have like loads of professional security like on duty during the night as well as all the college porters. St John's porters help out a bit and um, all of our student workers as well. So any like particular part about organising Trinity's Mabel as opposed to anyone else's that makes the challenge different? Yep. Like constraint is the gate at the back avenue. <laughs> so like, all of our deliveries have to come through the tiny gate at the back of Trinity. So you have to like schedule all of our deliveries like down to like like down like really like tight to the line, and also like make sure that lorries and deliveries and all can like fit through there as well. It's a physical one. Um, so many like particular highlights of previous Mabel's at Trinity that you remember yourself. I my first impression of Trinity, the first time I came out, I loved the toilets. <laughs> they're not like just like any port like you get at a festival, they're like luxury toilets. So like I remember going in and just taking loads of photos in my first year, so like that was cool. The food was what drew me in. That's why I'm the food officer and I remember a few years ago I came and I had like Portuguese buns and Egyptian street food um, and arepas, like Venezuelan arepas. And it was just the opportunity to try so many different cuisines that I wouldn't necessarily come across in my day-to-day, um, which really blew me away. And that's been one of my main focuses in terms mm. of getting supplies for this year, is to try and push the boat out a bit. Okay. Yeah, so obviously like the fireworks as well, oh ended yeah. up being a very, a very big thing. So the fireworks, like seeing how much work goes into them behind the scenes, um, it's actually really tricky to find songs that go well with fireworks and that you can cut easily because you do have to chop the songs into much shorter segments um, and not all songs can, can have that done to them very easily. We have the same people that do the Trinity Fireworks do the New Year's Eve fireworks for, um, yeah, London. in London. So, um, yeah, no, it's really exciting. Wow, cool. So you mentioned, like, unexpected things tend to happen on the night. Can you think of, like, anything unexpected or any surprises that have happened in previous years? Well, two years ago, we lost all the bin bags at the ball. So, <laughs> so, so we've ordered thousands and thousands of bin bags, so they're not going to go missing this year. Last year, there was a scare that we had no corkscrews, so um, we had to send one of the workers to Sainsbury's last minute to get some corkscrews um, for the bottles of wine. Um, but no, I think we've thought... Yeah, keys to the fridges that have all of the bottles of champagne often go missing. But that's just because somebody takes them with them and like don't return them. So yeah, we had so last year the headliner was Charlie XCX, and um, her agent wanted a towel for her whenever she came off stage, but we didn't have a towel on the site. So like one of the committee members had showered in our committee room, um, which is in Neville's court beforehand, like just before the ball started. So like we ran in there, like shook out the towel, and, like folded it up nicely, and like just like presented it to her, and like just took it, just like like clearing all the sweat off her face and everything. So yeah, she had she had some of Liam Gray's towel rubbed <laughs> all over her. When does the committee first form? Well, so the committee forms around Easter time the year before. So currently this year setting up is the 2018 committee and the 2019 committee. So they're actually shadowing like all the 28 committees. So these guys are all the 2019 committee. So they're all shadowing this week to see like how setup goes, like give a helping hand and just like to see like how it all comes together. So they have an idea for like what has to happen next year. It's a part-time job. Yeah, definitely. It, it could be a full-time job. But, um, yeah, no, I think this year's going to blow the other Mabels out of the water, I reckon.
That was Neil Cunningham and Fiona Garahan of the Trinity Maple Committee. I then travelled to Trinity's main rivals at St John's College, where I spoke to Hannah White, Vice President of the St John's Maple Committee. I started off again with how they attempt to secure their event. every year and they are blacklisted from all the events that's what I will say there is a, they are known to all the committees I think one year we had to like double double fence our river because that's like quite a, a good point of access but unfortunately I mean if you get if you break in you get spotted pretty quickly because you don't tend to have the right wristband and they're quite stringent measures in place so no I haven't I mean there's always rumours of people trying to swim in but I'm not entirely convinced it's true <laughs> no is there something that John's does that is different perhaps to how other Mabels mm. organise their own uh, events? I think, so I've been to Corpus Christi but mostly to the, the John's events because um, I was doing the preparation for them so I didn't really have time to go to other ones and also to Selwyn. Uh, I think what makes us different probably is we, I think we spend a lot more focus on the decoration perhaps elements. Um, we have, a, I think we have a proportionally larger budget to spend on that which gives it a sort of different atmosphere maybe more of like a party atmosphere perhaps um differentiates it uh sort of like yeah i would say so yeah. so are there any particular kind of centerpieces or kind of big um entertainment kind of things going on at john's that have been have been particularly memorable over the few years that you've been going um well, last year we had an enormous gramophone it was literally the base of it was six metres by six metres and the sort of the, the horn was constructed entirely by a team of engineers in our college and it was so like the horn of a gramophone made entirely out of aluminium and that at its widest was six metres so we actually had we had a genuinely enormous structure in second court which was quite spectacular uh, it wasn't quite supposed to be that large but that's, that's a different story it ended up being enormous uh, so yeah that, that, that probably stands out I mean t three years four years ago I think um, they had a great court, which was like a Narnia-themed court, where they had fake snow, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of different people come together. The, we have a lot of great contractors who work with us every year, and they're phenomenal. And like they really understand the college and the lighting and the mo mood and all the marquees, and they sort of work together with us as well. And so, how important do you think Mabels are to the Cambridge student experience? I think they're an important. Uh, marker in what is otherwise a very stressful experience and I think a lot of people really look forward to them. I think obviously there's criticism levelled at them for being very expensive um, which I do understand. I think what a lot of students do do is work at one in order to pay to go to another which I think is you know a great way of doing it um, because there are, there are very large numbers of student workers at every ball so I think you know if you're going to in terms of justifying the spend if you, if you work for the night to pay for the night I think you know that's how you want to spend your money then that's great um but no i think i think they're a really as a committee member like it's a really great way to bring together you work a lot more closely with the staff than you would in any other aspect so you get to know like the head porter really well you get to know like your domestic bursar really well you get to know all these members of maintenance who like look after the college that you would never really interact with otherwise and in that respect it's actually a really good way of the students working with the staff on something um so honestly like everyone there's so much college staff support and involvement. Um, they help out on the ticketing desk. They answer all our queries. I think that's really nice. It makes it like more community-minded within the college. I think having a committee comprising of um, people doing different subjects in all different years also brings together like grads, undergrads, and things, which is really, um, really positive.
And that was uh, Hannah White, Vice President of the St. John's Mabel Committee. Lastly, I spoke to Max Mulvaney, who stepped in in December to become President of the Wolfson Mabel Committee. And we discussed the unique challenges which he faced. Because I know I'm aware that this year quite few Mabels or June events have been cancelled due to slow ticket sales. What for you was the key to making sure that didn't happen at Wolfson when you stepped in? Um, we took a really active marketing approach. Uh, we had to spend a lot more money um, and we also had to kind of uh, sell ourselves a little bit. Um, we worked really hard with colleges who had lost their Mabels like Trinity Hall um, and also uh, we were fortunate in that uh, events like the Newnham Mabel were cancelled, uh, the Lucy Cavendish Garden Party were cancelled and uh, people looked around at their options and they said the Wolfson Ball looks like a good one to choose. So would you say in general there might be a problem in Cambridge in terms of an oversaturation of Mabels and June events? Um, I think I've noticed a lot of June events converting into Mabels without much justification. Um, people use it often as a marketing exercise without really upping their game. Um, and I think therefore uh, they think they can charge more. Um, there's definitely a lower price point which people need to um, appeal to. But at the lower price point, the balls on offer aren't that great. So what would you say the main differences are then between a June event and a Mabel, aside from the ticket price? Um, I think you generally see a lot more uh, bands and other musical acts that you've really heard of and might be on your playlists. Um, you have to really go all out with, with the production and the lighting. Um, you can't just do a cheap job. Um, people just expect far more. Um, sometimes people dress up a lot more. Um, I think you have, to, you have to be very imaginative and you really have to push the boat out. Um, what kind of particular challenges have you faced in your situation? Well, the main challenge that we faced was, um, unlike a, an event like John's or Trinity, which has been going on for you know, decades, uh, there was very little to start with, um, very few uh, pieces of information that they could hand over to us. So we really began from scratch. Um, but in many ways, that kind of gave me the opportunity to create the event um, that I wanted to, based on um, many years of balls that I've been to. I came from Oxford, and I heard that uh, at Cambridge the balls were much bigger, and from what I saw, that was certainly the case, and I was excited to create something much bigger for Wolfson. I think Cambridge like to talk themselves up, and they like to do down Oxford, and they like to say that uh, the Oxford balls are, are, are much uh, are far inferior. Uh, I wouldn't say that is true, um, and actually see a lot of crossover, um, very similar events, to be quite honest with you. Um, I would say in Cambridge some of the colleges are far larger and so that they can, they can run a kind of um, more expansive event whereas in Oxford you'll see similar things but on a smaller scale. And so Wolfson obviously being a mature college in the sense that you don't have the age group slightly different, does that affect the way that you plan or do you anticipate working with colleges like Trinity Hall that there are going to be a lot of people a couple of years younger or does the age group difference not really make much of a difference? Um, I think you could fall into that trap and you could say we're running you know, a very sophisticated event uh, where you know, people won't have time for kind of immature fun. Um, but that's certainly not the, the, the line that we took. Um, and we really didn't run the event any differently than if we were running an event for a predominantly undergraduate college. Um, so just reflecting on the Mabels you've been to previously, both at Cambridge and at Oxford, are there any kind of particular... Um, I mean, something we've been discussing is about break-ins. 
is that something that you've considered at Wolfson? Is that something you've witnessed before people or heard stories about people attempting to break into Mabel's, get a, particularly a Mabel rather than a Jude event due to the price increase and get a free night? Uh, yes, when I was at Oxford, uh, I bumped into a big group of people uh, who would call themselves the Cambridge Ball Breakers. Um, so they'd, uh, they'd managed to get in. And uh, they told me their secret, the, uh, the easiest way to break into a ball for anyone planning it this time around, um, is simply to put a boiler suit over your black tie, uh, carry a large polystyrene box of ice and walk in through the front door and no one will question you. Um, but don't worry, we're wise to this at Wolfson. But how does that affect the way that the night goes? Under kind of unforeseen things happen? Um, I think you kind of just have to roll with it. Uh, Depending on the kind of um, organised nature of the committee, uh, you can actually um, really factor out all the things that can go wrong. Um, uh, I had an interesting experience at Magdalen last year where the uh, president uh, was actually hospitalised uh, due to um, stress. Uh, so some presidents um, really do take it very seriously and to, to the point of making themselves ill, uh, but all to make sure that nothing goes wrong. And yeah, I think that ties into something that I've heard quite a lot, which is the job of being a president of a committee is you're doing it as a part-time job, but it is actually a full-time job and you still have exams and things going on. What for you has been the key in terms of trying to balance that out, particularly as you've been organising an event that's quite different to the others? I think um, it depends on your degree. Uh, architecture is very high pressure. Um, you end up just sleeping a lot less, uh, to be quite honest. Um, but when it comes to it, you have to rely on your committee. And if you don't have a good committee, then you really won't have an easy time of it. Taking on a, a Mabel presidency is, like you say, pretty much a full-time job. And I, I really do wonder how the even bigger balls manage, to be quite honest. But I think um, if you have a legacy to build on, it's certainly easier. And so looking back at previous Wolfson and Mabels, um, do you find that there is a pressure to do things differently to what's been done before? So looking back at other kind of Wolfson events or even other... Um, Cambridge College events in terms of theme clashes, how much are you having to look kind of behind you as you're planning just to make sure that people are going to see something new or is that not something that necessarily goes into your thought process? Well I think with the Wilson Mabel um, we're obviously a much bigger event this year so we weren't too worried about trying to be different from what had been before. Um, but we, we were very reflective and we looked through um, photo albums from all other Mabels. Um, I went through uh, all my experiences over many years of Mabels and we really just handpicked all the things that we really loved and wanted to see and created a kind of Frankenstein's monster, if you like. And so in terms of the Mabels that you've been at, what have been the most memorable kind of centrepieces or kind of entertainment things that, that you've seen? Um, I've got to say I've seen Top Loader at a ball before. So Christ, you're in for a treat. Uh, they've only got one song, but when it comes on, your, your whole May Week will be made. Um, I've seen some pretty incredible fireworks displays and colleges that are lucky enough to have the budget for that. Um, that really has to be one of the most memorable things. But for me, um, I have a real interest in the decoration of these events, and that's my committee experience. And I really love to see uh, a beautifully decorated ball. So I'm looking forward to, um, to Jesus, which I'm going to as well. So I've been interested in how the presidents of the different committees communicate and I've been getting kind of different people willing to say different things in the sense that some have, some have said well there's no consultation or 
um, connection in between the different presidents and some people saying, oh, well, we do collaborate in terms of avoiding theme clashes and giving each other advice. For you, have you been in contact with other committee presidents? Has that been... Because I think there's a president's committee. Um, what form does that take? What kind of things get discussed there? Um, I would say, in my experience, and I might have come late to the party, that there's not a lot of... Uh, cross-collaboration. There's a, there's a Facebook group and people post if they need um, something, if they're missing something from their own ball or they need some advice. But generally, I think presidents go off the advice of their college authorities. Um, and in terms of theme clashes, we did start off with a theme of uh, Aurora. Uh, and then Jesus revealed their theme. And uh, as they are the bigger ball, I'm afraid we had to kind of backtrack slightly on our branding. But um, yeah. yeah. I mean, would you say that's difficult to pick a theme in the sense that I'm aware that in the past, at least to Cambridge, there's been kind of controversies over certain themes viewed as being by some to be kind of problematic. So Emmanuel had an empire-themed one a few years ago that kind of got national media attention. So when Tom is planning your thing, do you kind of consult with groups and students to see what they think? Or is it kind of more kind of just being sensible in terms of not picking stuff that's obviously going to be offensive? Well, something that I've noticed, because I, I left Oxford in 2012, so I've seen balls over a long period of time, is that the conservatism uh, in terms of theme choices has really increased. So once upon a time, you could do a sort of Hong Kong theme ball, and no one would bat an eyelid, and today you couldn't get away with it. Um, so this year, we were, I was very frustrated to see quite so many balls with themes related to light. Uh, you had uh, Aur um, Aurora, um, li uh, Living Lights, the Churchill Ball was um, something similar, um, which are real cop-out themes. I mean, they're going to be beautiful, but uh, they don't say very much. So when we chose Valhalla as our theme, um, we had to be really careful and we had to think through, um, you know, what happened to Trinity Hall uh, with their um, sort of pagan-esque theme. Um, but, you know, at that point, there had been so many newspaper articles that we were confident that the, the ball going public were kind of sick of... Um, the media attention on these things and we would be perfectly safe. Uh, we did overhear that there was um, an article being planned by the TAB. Uh, they'd had a meeting about it and they wanted to bring us down but in the end realised that no one really had the appetite for it and there wasn't much to go on so we were safe. That was Max Mulvaney, President of the Wolfson Mabel Committee. Thank you to all our interviewees this week for providing their perspectives on celebrating success. Switchboard is available online as a podcast on camfm.co.uk, SoundCloud and iTunes, where you can download all our episodes from last term. This has been Switchboard with Varsity and CamFM. That is all from us for this year. That was the final episode. But look, make sure to look out on social media and the Varsity website for updates on when both Series 1 and 2 of Switchboard will be available for download. I'm Rafael Kulp-Hoffman. This was Switchboard. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>